Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 56, Assigned Seats. Okay, interns. This week's session is going to be all about unequal situations. So those situations can be unequal finances, education, and emotional intelligence. Gerotic intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk. So we won't, we won't say all of them because we may not get to all of them, <laughs> but it's just going to be about unequal situations. Mm-hmm. So which one y'all want to start with? You know which one you want to start I with. Know, Stop playing. But I just, hey, y'all may not want to start there. <laughs> Don't just jump in. Well, let's do it then. So I want to start off with unequal, <laughs> unequal financial situations. When And what I mean by that is when she makes more than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that if we're talking for the stereotypical kind of alpha male, um, or even, uh, I think the only person that would not have, that would be okay with this would be like the beta male. You know, if you're going to go with that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, male archetype theory. Uh, we promise we're going to do that for a session. We just ain't got to it, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the alpha male is definitely not going to be okay with that. Yes. You know? And why not? Well, you know, it get, goes against their whole mentality of being, you know, the leader, being the strong type, being the provider, being the one that's always in control. So for that particular archetype, if you have a partner that makes more than you, then it's going to become emasculating if you, again, if you fall in that category. But, mm. well, I think from what you're saying, society has made men think that in order for them to be a quote unquote man, they have to be the provider. They have to be the one making more money. They have to be the one bringing home the bacon so that the Mm -hmm. woman can fry it in the pan, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so when you, but, and, and the thing about it is a lot of times alpha men want, they, let me say, mm -mm, let me change that. They say they want Mm -hmm. alpha women. But then they can't handle it when she make a thousand dollars more than him. Mm-hmm. It could be a penny. It could. Be. I have had a couple <laughs> arguing over a penny, and I'm just like, y'all is literally going in the same house, and for them it was going in the same bank account. Hmm. But again, I think that supports what you were just saying about American society, because we're specifically talking about American society. You know, other, um 
areas and cultures have different norms and expectations, Mm -hmm. but we have drilled it into the heads of men and women Mm -hmm. that there's a certain hierarchy when it comes to the family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as much as we want to say we're a progressive nation, we are still pretty archaic and, you know, the nuclear family still, you know, that leave it to beaver idea is still very prevalent in American culture. I think there have been some shifts and changes, Mm -hmm. of course, but when people, as we've seen with our couples, like when people get married and they get in these relationships, all (laughs) of a sudden these individuals that was like, so gung ho on, we're going to share all these duties and we're going to share all of this stuff somehow very easily slip into these traditional gender roles. Very much so. (laughs) Yeah. Very much. So I have a couple right now who, one of their arguments is that the wife wants um, him to be more present with the family and more present with her and show up and interact and things like that. And I said, it's because you only requested a provider mm-hmm. and a husband is more than just a provider. That's mm-hmm. just one element of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but- no, I was, I was getting ready to uh, add on to that saying that like when you have that type of dynamic and then you have the woman to decide that she's going to go back and get education mm-hmm. or even go back into the field and you have this woman now bringing in money, it then, breaks his (laughs) and if she's making more money it then begins to damage or um, i'll say damage his yeah Mm -hmm. self-esteem i think that happens so i have two thoughts one of them is if she was already at the start of the relationship making Mm -hmm. more than him Mm -hmm. i think there's a certain kind of dynamic that can get set up there Mm-hmm. But and, see, I'm, I'm sorry. Can I'm gonna add to that because see, with those type of women, it's hard. From what statistics say, it's hard for them to find someone. Mm-hmm. We would know. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just thinking it sets up a different a different type of power dynamic in yeah. the relationship. If she was already uh, established and making more money, whether versus whether it grew versus, yeah, we were on par with one another and then she started to make more money. Mm-hmm. You know, I, That's true. It, it seems like there may be a different type of, and this is also going to be based off personality as well, but a different type of emasculation that can come mm-hmm. with if she was already making more versus if she started making more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I do, but I still, I mean, emasculation or not emasculation, expectation is expectation. Like, I think I just feel like she may hand the one who was already making money. She may not give him that opportunity to think that, sir, no, I was already making money, whatever. I don't care what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So she is, you know, an alpha too. So that's why I say when men say that that's what they want, they not ready. We saw that in Boomerang. Well, and I think you, <laughs> I think also it goes back to what we've talked about in past sessions is that people don't really consider what their ask is. Like mm-hmm. if I say as a man, if I were to say that I want um, a woman who has her own money, brings, you know, money to the table and I want her to do this, I want her to be able to do this. Maybe I want her to, you know, have sex with me five to six seven times a week i want her also to be cooking um like you 
you know, all of that stuff. And then it becomes, well, when, when she going to do all that? Mm-hmm. How's she going to work her job, come home, cook, sex you on the man, take care of the kids. Like it becomes this thing of, okay, acknowledge what the things are that you want, but make sure that you're being realistic in how you construct them for the person that you're desiring. And then also, what are you contributing? Because if all you're contributing is a paycheck, you're not doing really nothing. Mm-hmm. She can go get a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. Or sugar baby. Or sugar baby. Because <laughs> we at the cougar level with this. <laughs> I'm a panther. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I can understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. And I think that's, that causes a lot of problems too, Mm -hmm. because now, like you said, she's working and still expected to do all of these things where he's Mm -hmm. only expected to just go to work. And I think society now is slowly, when I say like turtle slowly (laughs) trying to Mm -hmm. transition into understanding that there are a higher, a much higher percentage of women going back to get, their education when and and marrying men who have less education but then yeah. they're seen as marrying down mm-hmm. well i mean we are in the top percentages of people who are who are getting educated mm-hmm. i think people have to remember that um there are more women than men number one because we're not gonna go into the the biology of that we're not gonna do all that today <laughs> i was almost had a psych one-on-one we're not doing that um, <laughs> but you know there are just certain things that people need to be a little bit more aware of i think people just say i want this and they don't realize okay you say you want this but that doesn't really work for the time period that we're in like you can't be talking about you want this victorian ideal and we live in 21 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that don't go together if you want to role play, we can do that, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. And I think also there's a different type of mindset that comes with, and that's why I say I think there's a difference between the woman that was already making more and the one that starts to make more because mm-hmm. there's just a different type of mindset. Mm-hmm. Now, again, the the likelihood that the woman that was already making more um, is going to be a woman with children you know, and stuff like that is going to be less because she's been career driven. So mm-hmm. she's not yeah. going, you know, she's going to be in a much more demanding type of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, there are outliers and we all know that. But yeah. in a you know general sense, you know, she's going to be somebody that's very focused, probably pretty regimented, mm-hmm. um, you know, and structured versus the woman that started off at the same level with her partner you know there's mm-hmm. a different dynamic set up between them and then she became what she became mm-hmm. um i think then there can be a level of resentment that starts with the woman that became um oh, that started that's to, what you were talking about yeah. okay and then that I man has to yeah like they have to the, prove themselves right yeah. like they're just not starting in at the same place because oh, the okay. mindsets of those women are two different women you know, the career, always career driven, career minded woman is not the same as the one that became career driven yeah. okay. and career minded. Because then that becomes the you changed on me right. yeah. or you're not doing what you need to be doing because you're doing this. But in reality, you can do all of that stuff. Like I was saying with the other example I use, you can do all of that stuff, but you have to construct it in a way that is healthy. You can't just be talking outside of your neck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That may, that may, okay now I see what you say <laughs> yeah I got gotcha. you yeah yeah um so 
you know, I think then that's why I say it sets up a different type of emasculation for each mm-hmm. or potentially can set up a different type of emasculation for each of those partners. Yeah. You know, it's likely going to be less so for the woman that was already mm-hmm. making more yeah, because she went into this situation knowing that she was making more than her partner yeah. versus the woman that started making more. And now I have resentment and frustration if my partner doesn't come along with me. But you know, the woman that uh, goes into the relationship that was making money already, she well that couple then has another set of eyes and morals and values Mm -hmm. of other people that they have to and well they don't have to answer to but typically we do answer to because then you you have parents who like well you know uh he don't make a lot of money Mm -hmm. i know that but that's not what this relationship is Mm -hmm. all about so you have to get past that and then he has to get past that as well because obviously Mm -hmm. he's going to hear that and it's what is that going to do to him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and of course you know the flip side of that is the traditional way which you know the man making more and the woman making less and you know that's something that we've actually you know talked about on the show so we don't Mm -hmm. want anybody to feel like we're being one-sided because we're not but Um, that's the norm but we, well, yeah, but, and we've discussed it. Yeah. So it's not like something that we are excluding from this conversation, but what do you think are some of the reasons why men particularly get so hung up on that financial part? Like what about it is challenging them? So I would say it's challenging for men that are not secure with themselves already Mm -hmm. you know i think that a man that is secure in who he is as an individual is not going to necessarily be really faced by that yeah um and i think it will depend on the type of partner that he has you know Mm -hmm. do they have good communications you know uh, skills problem solving do they work jointly with one another Mm -hmm. or do they have um since we're talking about imbalance do they have an imbalance in the way they distribute um things Mm. between the two of them yeah so i think the more the more one-sided it becomes the more he will focus on you know that unevenness Mm -hmm. and then if she starts to become controlling Mm. like you can't do this you know or all the money needs to be mine now so that i can control it and then i give you a a stipend or of what you know things like that Mm -hmm. so i think the more behavioral stuff can make it become a focus like how perfect patty became (laughs) yes (laughs) mmb mmb Mm -hmm. um so i think that the problem can start where um when they're trying to live up to the expectations of other people like society and not realizing that no one because and i think if you if they compare themselves to men who really don't work they really are a gold digger and you know things like that we're not talking about those type of men we're talking about men who may be I don't know a carpenter or I don't know construction work or something like that and their wife is a six-figure seven-figure woman Mm -hmm. and you know but and so when they when they begin to compare themselves to either that type of gold digging man or what society says they should be doing they Mm -hmm. it can be begin to be um, play gymnastics on their psyche, mm-hmm. and especially if they listening to people like you know the high powered man and all of that crap. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> you know that can begin mm-hmm. to play a part of their 
who they think they should talk. be. Yeah. yeah. And then like you were saying too, with, it depends on the partner, the woman, mm-hmm. if she's throwing it up in his face, like, well, I make more money than she. I should be able to go shopping whenever I want to. No, this is your partner. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much money you or him are bringing in. Mm-hmm. Y'all do this together. It's when you get married, it's a team effort. It's a partnership. Yeah. It's not just, it, it's not me against you. It's mm-hmm. not, it's us against the world. Yeah. So I have a question for y'all. It's a two piece question. Two for, so the first part is, do you think that there's a difference if she makes more for blue collar versus white collar workers? That's first part. The second part is, do you think that it matters more if both people make money and she just happens to make more? So let's say just for number's sake, let's say she makes 300,000 a year and he makes 250. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she technically makes more, but based off where they are at their income level, does that distribution have any effect, you know, on them versus the, I make a hundred thousand and you make 30. I would say that number one, it depends on the couple, mm-hmm. of course, because yeah. there are just, there are Too dynamics and, you know, different things that go on in a relationship. But I would say based off of my experience, as well as, what I've seen in therapy, typically when it is two people in their career fields with similar um, earnings, it's not as big of a problem. You could just kind of see it more so as the one making the lesser is kind of like puffing up them che- their chest a little bit here and there or something like that. What I've seen when it's that the bigger gap in the person is making a substantial amount of money and blue or white collar that's when I see a lot of problems and a lot of you don't know your place or you know I see a lot of that Mm -hmm. rah-rah energy or you're trying to do this to me and it's just kind of like nobody's doing anything to you I'm bringing money in so we can have a good life that's it okay so for you you see it's proportion Uh uh-huh okay I guess I think I would agree with you on that actually um and I'm wondering if it's because, and I'm just guesstimating. I wonder if it's because for a lot of people in the blue and white collar, is that really what they want to be doing for the, or is that what they're being forced to do because they didn't have the means to go to college or, you know, or didn't go want to go to college. It wasn't good in school purpose or yeah, they, they're not really in their purpose. So yeah. if, if it's just, that's just the, <sighs> I guess kind of covering what's really going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so yeah. now I'm fighting about the money because I'm really not dealing with the real issue of what's going on. And I think also people okay. who are making the upper are like, this mine. I, it is what it is. Like you doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It is, you know what I mean? It's, they still want somebody who's, um, on their level, whatever that means to them, but not necessarily we out here going <laughs> line by line, trying to figure out stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. I think once you get to a certain, we'll say tax bracket, people start to think about money differently yes. as far as like, these are invest. This is an investment. This is this, this is that um, tax write-offs, you know, things just kind of flow differently in your mind. I see where you're going. Um, it becomes more about being wealthy versus being rich. Mm-hmm. And so of course, when you are on the other end of that and you really have poverty mentality, 
everything about money matters. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I can You see, paid $20 to put some gas in the car? You were just cut you coming home. It was forty two fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> it was forty two fifteen, sir. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, that that those type or of arguments right there. That, that money ma- matters. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. So question then. Mm-hmm. How do you avoid the power struggle? As with everything, communication. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I think everything, we should literally just call our podcast communication because, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think a lot of stuff really does boil down to that and checking your ego mm. at the dough. Mm-hmm. Both and of you. Now, do yes. you, I was just going to say, now, do you think women should help men do that because, uh, not feel emasculated? I think you should mm. show up authentically and kindly to the person you chose to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Cause I know a lot of women making a lot of money and holding over their men's head. And I'm like, so why you want him then? Mm-hmm. Give him to somebody else. Yeah. I'll take him. Not, not, not really. I don't really want him. <laughs> I don't really want him, but it's just kind of like, yeah, there's a, there is a, an imbalance going on in the financial area, but at the same time, um, Sometimes it's the woman making it the imbalance. The man was totally cool. Like he didn't have no problem. He's like, Hey, you, you rolling. I ain't rolling. It is what it is. But the woman's like, well, this is my stuff and I have this and I have that. And you need to, and it just becomes this very, like I've put myself on a pedestal and you're a peasant. Mm. Um, so this is, um, miles and Terry from soul food. Mm-hmm. even though he was making decent money he was making well not decent he was making good money mm-hmm. well um, you could go to the other one the the showtime one oh when terry got with boris mm-hmm. i mean i'm saying they they real and they fake name <laughs> <laughs> when nicole and boris was each other's significant other on the show yeah but i can't remember what boris's like name character was. name yeah, was i, I can't, can't either remember. but they were definitely that mm-hmm yeah, but, you know, just kind of her attitude and her mm-hmm. stance on money. Now, that came from a very traumatic place. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where we talk about communication and checking your ego at the door. So, like, what are your ideas about money and where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, again, that goes back to that survival poverty mentality. And are you carrying that up with you yeah. as you have climbed the financial ladder? Because you can be a multimillionaire and still think like you... Yes. you know mm-hmm. only making twenty thousand. No, right. nothing wrong with that again this is, <laughs> yeah and this is nothing because no. there's people really out here struggling mm-hmm. but you know if you get to that financial level and you carry that same survival mindset yeah. then you're going to be on edge you're going to be you know um a hoarder mm-hmm. yeah you know there's going to be a very diff- frugal very frugal or the opposite end because look at the athletes that and too. the celebrities yeah. you know rappers and things like that soon as they stop they have nothing yeah that's you true. know and if you are not charismatic or people like what you did while you were in the leagues or whatever you're not getting an anchor spot it's some oh, wow. people like charles barkley i'm trying to figure out why he has an anchor spot because i don't know what the man be saying <laughs> he was not well liked because of his attitude when he was playing and he'd speak like he got marbles in his mouth <laughs> at least yeah. with uh Shaq people like him because he be saying stupid stuff but <laughs> Shaq and a fool is my favorite yeah. segment I love watching that <laughs> but you know I think I think Shaq prepa- was pre- I know we get not way off topic but I think he was preparing himself to retire before 
he retired because he he set himself up in movies. He was in commercials. That is true. You know, he mm-hmm. said he rapped up. for five seconds. Oh, Lord. But <laughs> just to kind of bring that back, I do think that, again, it goes back to a mindset, though, mm-hmm. you yes. know, and as you you know, as you and your partner, if one person starts to outpace the other, and this would be regardless if the man starts to outpace the woman Mm -hmm. or the woman starts to outpace the man or whomever partner, you know, based off your lifestyle, whomever starts to outpace um, the other person, I think you have to talk about your, how your mindset is either staying Mm -hmm. the same or your mindset is starting to change about your finances so that you guys can grow together Mm -hmm. versus one person staying in the, what you were and is not able to come up to what you are. Yeah. And I think you have to understand each other's mentality when it comes to money, Mm because men typically have a different mindset about money. And when you have this conversation, it needs to be a gentle conversation, not that you have to scapegoat around it or walk on eggshells, but finances is a, a tough topic anyway yeah, for it's couples. One, it's one of the big five uh-huh. It is for divorce. You're yeah. right. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, like y'all have to structure y'all's finances for what works for y'all, mm-hmm. not what works for one of you. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I always like, one of the couples that I just adore with their blueprint of their relationship is my sister. Shout out to Shalon. Um, you know, I love the way that they have structured their financial life and, you know, they, this is how we do this. This is how we're going to pay things off. This is how we're going to do this. It's your turn to get a, a, a big ticket item. It's my turn to get a big ticket item. We get a stipend. Like they both out here making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Both of them. So they both came from a place, though, of came from families that didn't have money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of things they probably had to learn on their own. Um, they had to figure some things out that did work for other people, but didn't work for them. And so, you know, I know in the beginning years, because they've shared with their shared their story with me, it, it wasn't easy. And they probably had some fights and things like that. But mm-hmm. eventually you get it together. It don't have to be perfect, but you got to keep working at it to see and you know where that structure lies you know she's in the med field he's in education so you know there probably was some imbalance at one point until you know they go up into the you know the upper levels of different things so Mm -hmm. I just think people like Dr. Strickland has been saying people need to communicate more so that they can get what they want instead of it being so I'm not getting my needs met so then I go and do something I ain't supposed to do And I think we have to talk about and get rid of that uh, mentality of the traditional way of men making more, women Mm -hmm. staying home, making, you know, the bacon and taking care of the kids and the house and things like that. Because now at this point in time, I think a lot of lot more women are making the decision to not be stay at home moms or wives anymore because we'll have kids. Right. That's yes. And and, and I think you have <laughs> to understand. <laughs> I think we as a society have to be okay with that. Yeah. Because I think when women were doing that, one, the timing mm-hmm. was, I mean, that was what it was. Yeah. But then I also think that it's, prevented women from walking into their purpose, which Mm -hmm. is why we had a lot of women back in the day that was depressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. also, you know, people got to remember we out here struggling. Everybody need to work, (laughs) especially in Texas. I need two people in my house working. 
Because we need two cars. Everything <laughs> in Texas is far apart. Yes. Like, you try to take some public transit and you get there tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> like, we're not fit to do that. Yeah, we are not built but, for that. You know, I think people kind of forget that. Now, of course, if y'all make it enough for, you know, one person to stay at home, whoever it is, because we, you got to do what's best for your family, then that's a blessing. And that's not what everybody gets to do. But at the end of the day, y'all at some point sat down and discussed it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hey, we crunched these numbers. This is what works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that ties all of what we're saying. It ties into the emotional intelligence piece. Mm -hmm. You know, do you guys have the emotional bandwidth to have these types of conversations? Do you have the language to have these kinds of conversations? The patience, Mm -hmm. the drive, you know, do you have all of that necessary on at least a somewhat equal level? And, you know, guys, I'm not a fan of things believing that there's 50-50 and, you know, no. hundreds and zeros. But do you at <laughs> least have someone, uh, somewhat similar amounts of energy, desire, ability, mm-hmm. understanding, you know, to have these conversations yeah. when you have situations where there is, um, you know, an unequal amount of something in the relationship again like we've said before in previous sessions figure out what's comfortable for you if y'all are having this conversation and something still feels like it's off it's not being uh, addressed then seek mental health this is the type of stuff that you can come to a counselor for yeah you really can it's not people tend to think that therapy is just for when you not just for because we don't believe that people are crazy but (laughs) (laughs) but for people who are crazy but no we are actually out here to help people with everyday situations yeah you know and the thing is is sometimes you know when you are like that you're gonna have to vent you're gonna have to talk to somebody you're gonna have to do something so with that being said you may need to like have a podcast and talk (laughs) and have ads and things of that nature. So we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. Welcome back interns. Now, ladies, I got a question for y'all. So I know we're just getting into the emotional intelligence. When y'all think about the ways that that is unequal, what pops up in y'all's head Mm. in relationships, it can be from personal experience Mm. or from the therapeutic Gotcha. Okay. okay. <laughs> I gotta think. I gotta think. Unequal <laughs> emotional intelligence. Uh huh. Okay. I think one, maybe processing speed. Mm. Okay. Yes. yes. And I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So many couples. Yes. I was just going to say, I've seen several couples who their argument is really not an argument, it's the processing. Mm-hmm. speed mm-hmm. that's causing the <laughs> argument <laughs> mm-hmm. yes yes mm-hmm. yeah uh i would say uh tit for tat mm-hmm. i see a lot of that you know one-upsmanship mm-hmm. like my pain is worse than your pain yes. kind of thing mm-hmm. the struggle olympics mm-hmm. <laughs> yes mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and let me say another way i see it show up is um reaction versus respond mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yes, yes, yes. And I don't know if that that's like I feel like that's an umbrella under processing speed. Mm -hmm. But I can see that. Yeah, I agree with all of those. I think another one that I have seen a lot, especially the last couple of weeks, for whatever reason, is people that think their feelings. Mm-hmm. and they don't know the difference between what their thoughts are and what their feelings are and it 
messes them up completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing is people who try to tell their partner how they think and feel oh. mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. you worry about yourself listening. <laughs> worry about yourself so that you can express worry about yourself you and then your partner can express back to you mm-hmm. so in that situation mm-hmm. who do you think is the emotionally unintelligent one the one who's projecting mm-hmm. that's what i would say mm-hmm. now of course the other one could also be mm-hmm. doing some mm-hmm. emotionally immature things but because of just that part, yeah, it's it's the person that is doing that. Because if, if Dr. Strickland come and tell me that I've done something to wrong her, and then I say, well, you couldn't have been thinking like that because blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it's like but I cannot stand So you're just it. not going to listen to what I'm saying? Right. The gaslighting. I cannot <laughs> stand when people tell me how I'm feeling. That's like, the stop quickest- being so upset about why are you being so mad why are you so angry why are you my, not i think my blood pressure just went up it's like first of all like, stop throwing me back in the trope tripping one <laughs> <laughs> like i slid that plug in yes. my yeah, yeah and saying that i'm angry yeah i can't stand it mm-hmm. and i that i think is one of the biggest things when it comes to emotional intelligence for me is not having did, emotional words did we tell them what emotional intelligence is Oh, we have in the past probably, but let's have a psycho psych one hundred and one. Bling 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 bling. So of course, this term was developed by uh, actually somebody that was not in the psych field, weirdly enough. But um, it basically describes your ability to understand uh, emotions, communicate them, um, and experience them. Mm-hmm. That you have an awareness for feelings the interactions that happen between how you feel, how you think, what you do, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Your capability to mm-hmm. emote. Yes. Yeah. There's actually a book called Emotional Intelligence. I think that pretty much all of us read mm-hmm. in school at some point. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say it's interesting because this concept was not developed by right. uh, somebody in the field. But, mm-hmm. but we mean, all have the book. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, we do. Because it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, the idea of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. So I'm sorry. I think I interrupted the last part of what you were saying before. You remember? Mm-mm. Okay. That's okay. You'll have to rewind. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, I definitely think emotional intelligence is one of the reasons why people don't stay together. You know, they break apart. You know, they just, they don't feel heard. Um, they don't feel understood. Um, and, and mind you, what I'm saying is part of thinking your feelings <laughs> mm-hmm. because technically you don't feel and think at the same level, mm-hmm. you know, things, the way you think are concepts, constructs of your environment and things that you have been taught. And then how you feel is innately related to your inner being like it's your lizard brain. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so that's a very reactionary piece of yourself which is why you need the logical side you know both sides work together to get the behaviors out in 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 a healthy manner but most people it ain't together like that mm-hmm. so i remembered now, what i was getting ready to oh, say go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh that a lot of people don't have feeling words yes mm-hmm. you know uh, that's why i give my feelings word sheet in the second session because mm-hmm. i need you to enhance that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and 
And I don't know if it's just human nature. I don't know if it's just American culture that we say, I feel a lot. I feel like you trying to talk to me crazy. (laughs) Yeah. You thought that fool. Yeah. Yeah. Like we say, I feel, (laughs) and then a bunch of actions and thoughts come behind that. Um, so then we begin to attribute that to feeling, Mm -hmm. but people just don't have the words to say, I feel neglected. I feel disappointed. I feel, um, dismissed i feel lonely you know so they don't have that language so then uh, and we've talked about this in previous sessions before that when those feelings go uh unmet and unaddressed they slowly you know morph into other excuse me other feelings like anger Mm-hmm. And though, and then of course, as anger continues to sit there and it goes unaddressed, then you get your tertiary feelings, like, you know, like contempt and hatred, mm-hmm. um, enraged, pissed and, off. Yep, all those you know higher level, and in those higher levels is when when behavior comes out, where you start cussing people out, busting mm-hmm. windows out of the cars, and flattening tires, and scratching and writing on cars and stuff. When you <laughs> could just walk away and find somebody better suited for you. Yep, mm-hmm. of course. So I have a question. Now we've been talking about the couples who both people work and both people bringing money in, but what if she's making more money and he's not working and not even trying to work? How does that dynamic work? And he's purposefully not working and she wants him to Mm. not. He's purposefully not working. And that's what they've chosen. I have a song. Okay. (laughs) I think you better leave. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> alone. Get your bags and get the hell on. Get That's gone. what I <laughs> Because I ain't going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a different, like I said before, it's a difference if we've, you know, we're doing a non traditional, traditional situation where maybe I'm working and my husband is staying home because that is. Uh, financially better for our family. Because sometimes mm-hmm. that's what happens. Yeah. Um, that's different. But when you think, that I'm about to be your mama. Mm. Mm-hmm. I done said this. To, I done said this to Doctor Strickland about three times in the last two weeks. Mamas don't want to have sex with their sons. Mm-hmm. Nope. We don't want to do it. I say that to my clients all the time. It's <laughs> incestuous. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I'm taking care of you in an agreement that we did not agree to, it's gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And vice versa, man, woman. I don't care who you are. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. just relationship, yeah, and period. I agree. Yeah. Um, if we did not agree that you were going to be a stay-at-home, yeah, and then we got to define that stay-at-home. Like, because if you just laying on the couch playing video games, right, we're not going to do that either. Yeah, because stay-at-home uh, could mean that you are the, for all intents and purposes, the house manager. You know, you take, mm-hmm. you address the finances and the grocery yes. and the cleaning and coordinating and um, planning and organizing and all that kind of stuff. Cause those are jobs in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. You are the person who takes care of everything related to home. And by take care means plan it. It don't mean that you're actually having to do mm-hmm. everything. And then the other person is the financial investor into the home. But that mm-hmm. don't mean that that's all they do. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, people have to really sit down and discuss those things. Cause I don't think people do. And make mm-hmm. sure you define it clearly. Like if someone is going to stay at home and manage the home, 
that's fine. But then you, all of those roles, whether it's traditional or non-traditional, they need to be discussed specifically. Mm -hmm. And then if you're a person that's staying at home and that's not been discussed, then you might need to check with your partner because I can probably guarantee you that there's a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, since we are kind of segueing into that, how do y'all feel Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. and think about she called it she called it (laughs) and i didn't mean feel but i was like i want to get the thoughts that's more important than the feelings um what do y'all think about the unequal workload of home chores between men and well it don't matter if a man between partners partners. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. uh Well, what I think is (laughs) a lot of people, I think we need to be provided just across the board. I don't care what house you live in, in the United States, we need, we all need to have housekeepers because it's just, it's it's just too much. I don't care how much, I don't care what your income level is. Like that just needs to be (laughs) a service that is provided. When you get a house, when you sign your lease, I mean your mortgage, you Mm -hmm. get, you you get it with a a housekeeper. (laughs) They got the maintenance people got a housekeeping section. It's just like the dorm. Like they come in like, you know, because I think people are just working so much. Now, if you have, again, we've gone through the stay at home piece. So if you have that already solidified for your Mm -hmm. household, that's a completely different story. But if you, and this is whether you are a lower SES or a higher SES, if you are working all the time, you got two, three, four jobs trying to make ends meet. You do not have the time to dedicate to dishes and laundry and all that kind of stuff nor the energy nor the energy as well as if you are on the higher SESN you may look more presentable and look more put together on the outside but you are extending as just as much energy and uh, work as a person that has several jobs you're just doing it in a different type of way so your ability to be productive in the home is also going to be uh, affected as well Mm -hmm. I think you need a chef too (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. who yes. don't have time to cook is me busy people <laughs> agreed yeah i'm in the same thought process i think what i end up seeing happen goes back to that um provider component in a lot of families is that because i brought the majority of the money in or more than half of the money and i shouldn't have to do any chores and i'm like you live here too sir you live here too, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Like we're not doing that because like you've said before, Dr. Strickland, you know, a lot of times people will ask their significant other for help mm-hmm. and there is no help when you benefit from this as well. Yeah. Now you helped me if you help me detangle these curls on my head because mm-hmm. the you don't benefit from these curls. I do. But if we talking about washing dishes, if we talking about, you know, washing the cars, if we're talking about, you know, whatever the home benefits from, those are things that we need to figure out how to break down. Now, if, like I said before, if you like me and you need to, <laughs> the towels folded in a certain type of way, trifold, then mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and take that because I'm going to have a problem if you fold my towels wrong. Mm -hmm. So, but those are things that you sit down and you talk about, you discuss because you, I shouldn't be working as many hours as I work. And then I also have to come home and do all household things because I have a vulva Mm -hmm. and you have a penis. 
we're yeah. not gonna do that yeah i definitely agree i'm now i'm not the fan of the just because yeah and then whatever that just because mm-hmm. is gonna follow um i do think that another piece of this is realism you know, mm-hmm. have realistic expectations of what can occur when it comes to household yeah. um, job duties and tasks, mm-hmm. um, you know, the and not comparing. You know, we've talked about comparison and that stuff a little bit earlier, not comparing your place of living to HGTV homes. Like, you know, it's not the average person whose home is just going to walk around looking pristine, like you know, camera ready. Now, shout out to my mama. She is one of them people that fall in that very slim mm-hmm. outlier category. Yeah. Whose home literally all the time looks like <laughs> it's, it's camera, ready. It's camera ready. <laughs> um, but the average Joe uh, is their home is just not going to look like that. So I think you have to have some realistic expectations for what cleanly versus unkempt versus dirty Mm-hmm. You versus know, nasty versus nasty <laughs> you know all there's like they say there's levels to this mm-hmm. and i think if you have one person that has an idea because this is something i struggle with mm-hmm. you know this would be something like i want my home to be pristine all the time mm-hmm. but i have a spouse who does not live in that world yeah um so that is a battle that we constantly have because i want it to be this way mm-hmm. i know i don't have the energy to make it that way um but my brain tells me that this is what i want Mm -hmm. which then breeds frustration because it doesn't look the way that i want it to look in my Mm -hmm. head but it also is not a priority or something that's as important to my spouse hello social constructs okay so i think (laughs) then realistic junk is all in the (laughs) all in the garage (laughs) and he has a whole closet well whole bedroom (sighs) full of closet that he uses mm. so he don't usually bring his stuff to the areas that i can see y'all they some dressing jokers <laughs> i'd be like y'all y'all might need two more houses <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah. we've, we've outgrown the house oh we've outgrown our house but not because of <laughs> my stuff <laughs> Now, now, see, I think the thing that balances me and, and mine is uh, now he's probably going to be so upset if he hears me say this on on the show. But, you know, he has uh, collector tendencies. Yes. <laughs> is that That's better? Appropriate. Yes, yes. He has collector tendencies, but I'm very much a minimalist. Mm. So I think I keep him from blossoming out of control. But he also pushes me to not get rid of stuff so quickly and so much because i'll throw some stuff away and end up three months from now and i needed it because mm-hmm. i'm like oh i just don't want to and, and i go on a you know a rampage yes uh so again i think it's about having realistic expectations and stuff mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. for who you're with and what you both can do yeah. yeah yeah i agree with that and i think sometimes you know when you need realistic expectations you may need to go see a therapist so we're going to take another break And we're going to tune into the Balanced Beacon ad. And then following that will be the she. It's so much going on in the world right now. And we could all use some extra support. At Balanced Beacon, we offer counseling services for individuals, couples, families, and groups. If you're in Texas, give us a call at 
1-800-396-6503 or visit our website at www.balancebeacon.com for more information. Are you looking for a new way to get your body right and your body tight? Well, let me give you the scoop on She. She Dance Studios is a women's only sensual fitness program geared towards unleashing that inner goddess. We're currently offering classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. inside Active Family Wellness located at 4120 North Collins Street, Suite 200, Arlington, Texas, 76005. For more information, DM us on Instagram or Facebook at She Dance Studios. Welcome back, interns. I hope you all like the ad. (laughs) Okay, so the thing about emotional intelligence is that you have to just make sure that you give space for each other. And space means patience. Space means you are listening to one another. You're hearing the other person, not just Mm -hmm. listening to... um, to respond, but you're listening to each other and, and trying to understand what each other is saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let that ego go. Oh God. And yeah. pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause there's nothing wrong with having an ego because that is a protective tool. But in the midst of trying to figure things out, you know, you don't, we're not trying to preserve ourselves. We're trying to get to like the bottom of what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things that I use with uh, couples kind of when you're saying like having patience and, you know, checking our egos and stuff um, is I really love the clarification, correction, verification, mm-hmm. um, you know, clarify that you understand what your partner is saying, give them your interpretation. And this really is a psych one one Yeah. Like, so what I hear you saying is, mm-hmm. you know, am I incorrect in, you know, hearing that? Um, so you give your interpretation of what your partner is saying and then allow them to correct it, mm-hmm. you know, so they will say either, yes, that's exactly what I meant or no, well, that part is right. And this part's wrong. Um, or no, what I really meant was insert. And then you verify that, you know, yes. Okay. I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. now. And then you do that same process until you get to the yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you know that you are understanding what your partner said in the way they meant it to be received. Mm-hmm. And that way the both of you can walk away from the conversation feeling like there was some resolve. Mm-hmm. Now for all you interns talking about that's too much work, that's too much, whatever, but this is the thing you chose this person. So why would you not want to go hard in the paint for them? Mm-hmm. Make that make sense. I agree. And no relationship is going to be easy and no conversation, you know, unless you're talking about something super mundane mm-hmm. is I was just getting ready to say what you're thinking, <laughs> you know, it's, it's quick. Yes. I mean, just something mm-hmm. as simple as what do you want to eat for dinner can turn into an hour and a half long conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's about as simple as you're going to get. Yes. And sometimes you may. So as Dr. Strickland was saying, those types of conversations you may not be able to resolve in one sitting. But yeah. the thing about that is you 
communicate that you can say, okay, you know what, maybe we need to table this uh, topic for right now and let's just go eat some dinner and maybe come back to it tomorrow mm-hmm. or but later come on. Back. But come back. Right. Cause whose timeline are you on? Y'all married this. Well, maybe till death do you part. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, y'all, y'all making the choices like us always putting ourselves on this stopwatch of life. Like we gonna have to stop doing that because mm-hmm. it's really causing a lot of problems in a lot of ways. And it's not really, healthy for us to get to those higher selves you know get to self-actualization and all those things that we've talked about in past sessions Mm -hmm. i agree absolutely so of course it always boils down to communication so then since we kind of know how you start addressing it how in the world do you even know that you have this going on to begin with Mm -hmm. that's a good question we i talked to my husband about this topic (laughs) (laughs) uh sunday when we were riding bikes and y'all better he, ride bikes together. They so cute, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, um, and he said that he wouldn't have a problem with me making more money than him, but that would push him to dr- drive him into doing other things in, in his purpose. He gonna level up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna make him do more things mm-hmm. to level up. Exactly. And so I told him, I said, but how would you even know? that I make more money. Cause I wouldn't even know. Cause I'm not going to be paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. And now granted at some point, I assume we'll file taxes together and we would know then, but right now we don't. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I was like, well, I wouldn't even know. And it's not like I'm not that type of person that would throw it in his face mm-hmm. that I make more money than you or whatever. Cause yeah. I wouldn't even be paying attention to it. Cause we put it all in one pot. You know how y'all know how we save our money. So we put it all <laughs> in one pot, you know? And so it, it was just like, I, to me, you fix that by just being a partner. Like I don't, un, I don't understand why when people get married, they're not partners. Like because I don't selfish. understand it. That's, I mean, that's the the simple answer. It's because they're selfish. It and don't I, have to be malicious all yeah. the time. It's just like I'm only focused on me. And in reality, being in a couple is a very sacrificial type of thing and I don't mean like you out here being a martyr sacrifice and martyrdom are two different things and you have to give up something being in a relationship it may be time it may be an ideal it may be maybe your body sometimes um but it you're giving up something but the reality is it doesn't always feel like a sacrifice because your partner's also giving up something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all are meeting each other at the same level, even if you're giving each other different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as the fixing it, I think when you start to feel drained a little bit, I think that's a good idea to check in with yourself and be like, well, you know, why am I feeling drained? Am I feeling like I'm giving too much or do I feel like I'm giving good, but I'm not getting enough in return mm-hmm. because you still may have great boundaries, but your partner is just over here slacking mm-hmm. and right. lacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then sometimes that's not on purpose. Uh-uh. Sometimes you have to, you know, mm-hmm. but that's why you have to communicate mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, you and your partners are, you know, living life y'all working yes. and mm-hmm. doing things and sometimes they can um as my as my father says you have to do a, a report card check with yeah. your spouse to yeah. see how you've been doing and that way you can figure out if if mm-hmm. something is missing yeah yeah like prime example we're gonna be polyamorous right now okay y'all <laughs> i know y'all both my partners okay so if i am having a problem i'm gonna come and say to them hey y'all 
I feel neglected. Y'all been doing a lot of date nights without me. I really need to be included in more things because I feel left out. Y'all see how easy that was? Mm -hmm. It ain't going to feel easy, but it was easy. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think the way it becomes easy is, one, you you understand what your stance is. You know Mm -hmm. what your opinion is. You know what your beliefs and your values and stuff are. So that you, yeah, (laughs) there you go. Plain and simple. (laughs) And that way, when you uh, communicate it to your partner, partners, Mm -hmm. friends, whoever, then you you don't have to come from a malicious, angry, Mm -hmm. rude, belittling, condescending tone. It's like I'm I'm being real sincere. Like y'all been going on a lot of dates without me, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's not coming out. People I think people get the misunderstanding of having difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. Difficult conversations are meant to communicate not meant for people to walk away angry yeah yeah and if you are in relationship with people that you chose and you getting upset because they are providing constructive criticism then you don't need to be in relationship with people you need to work on yourself agreed it's going it ain't it doesn't have to feel good Mm -hmm. because i don't know anybody that's like yes tell me i did something wrong it's beautiful (laughs) like i don't know anybody that's like that yeah but that also comes in with you know you may need to work on that non-attachment that we've discussed um in a past session because you are attaching too much personal ownership to what is being said this person is discussing their emotions Mm -hmm. their feelings their thoughts about behaviors Mm-hmm. So you can't own what they feeling. Yeah. yeah. And I think it all kind of, at the end of the day, it boils down to are all parties in whatever type of relationship you have creating the space for safety and mm. security. You better hold, you know, space how are you, mm-hmm. how are you creating that for your partner, for your friend, for your sibling, for your parent, whatnot. Like you have, you have to create that space for them. They can't yeah. create that space for themselves with you no mm-hmm. just so. just a little sidebar we know i'm not gonna give too much of this information to y'all because this is our our private friendships but you know recently we had to do something like that for each other mm-hmm. we had to sit down and just have a talk and you know hold space for each other because we love each other but sometimes we're doing too much of the business and not doing enough of the loving and interacting with each other so we had to sit down and be like hey we're going to have to hold space for each other better than what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. And we all can own up to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so if you, if you're not having talks like that about the mechanics of your relationship, you're not really going to have a good relationship. Yeah, that's true. So we have making to, to fix it, work on being a partner, working as a team, check your ego, communicate Mm -hmm. and hold space for each other. There mm-hmm. you go. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know if it can go any better than that. Mm. Y'all know we like to end with a quote. <laughs> we got a little some, little some, some. So this quote comes from Steve Maraboli, and it reads, I can't control your behavior, nor do I want that burden, but I will not apologize for refusing to be disrespected, to be lied to, or to be mistreated. I have standards. Step up or step out. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. 
Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.